This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. This is the last week in September, of course, and fall season is here. Cannot wait. Football's here every weekend. State fair's going to be here real soon, and then it's the holidays. Uh, so let's get some of these little fixes out of the way as we work through the list of uh, fall fix-ups. And as always, we're looking for your home improvement questions, or you can just tell us what project you're working on. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning? I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. Really? No. Okay, that's good. Dell? Feeling good. All right. Have you guys been uh, uh, fixing some roofs and stuffs about uh, oh, about man. town? Yes, yes, we have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, did you, uh, last week on our show, we mentioned that uh, the – biggest searched home improvement term in mississippi was uh roofing yes you know and so that was kind of a neat thing to learn last week so i just figured that might be something you guys come across every week so what uh what honeydews are you working on right now right now uh you just mentioned the holidays (laughs) i I promised myself i was going to do a little facelift to the bathroom and, you know, just a little spliffing up. I'm not going to, you know, remodel the total gut out of nothing, but I do want to, you know, a little decorative. Uh, Change the towel bar? Yeah, a little stuff like that. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and this is just thought, but, um, you know, I want to. Okay. Jeff? Well, um, tell a quick little story here. I, I, I actually cleaned the pool. Yourself? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Almost. Okay, yeah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, my wife says, hey, uh, I can't get the pool clear, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I know. Well, you know, we, this whole summer we've been working on it. Right. Well, I finally decided I'm going to drain the pool. I'm going to clean the pool because it had too mm-hmm. much mud in it and right. stuff. It was a mess. So I drain it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm getting it cleaned. I go to the front yard to get a water hose. Uh-huh. I'm taking the water hose to the back. Yeah. Well, I step in or drag across a hornet's nest. Oh, no. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know it. They're all over me. Oh, and I'm no. thinking, God, I'm sweating. It's, it's So I'm sitting here slapping myself. I'm feeling these things on me. Well, I figure out it's the doggone hornets. That are stinging you. That are stinging me. I, I think I counted <laughs> about 12 to 15 hornet oh, stings. Oh, my gosh. Ouch. Oh, man. You're talking about hurt. Right. <laughs> so, you know, no, did not finish cleaning the pool. Yeah. Uh, that's it, called it? somebody. But this is, this is why that, you call professionals. That, I know. I know. So, you know, four or five Benadryls later. Right. And, uh, and a nap. You know, I felt right. better the next day. I, I know you didn't let them live. Those horns. No, I took a can of spray over <laughs> right. and sprayed them, but I I, oh, I figured you would have got a blowtorch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking out the entire field. I, I was <laughs> I was concerned I'd have to call my insurance after that. Right, right, all right. This weekend, I, uh, I believe it or not, an across the street neighbor neighbor brought me a table last week, and oh, and <laughs> and it was this 
sad old little TV table that they bought to go outside so they could sit sit under their little outside carport area and watch the game during the season and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, they bought a uh, a piece of furniture that was basically kind of like uh, IKEA furniture. It was it was particle board. It was mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So in in outside that kind of furniture that you can get at the big box stores like that that's not actual wood. Uh, it only takes one drop of yeah. moisture to blow that stuff up. Yes. Um, so, so I did my best to rehab it by changing out some of the wood and repainting and all that other jazz. But we 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 got it sturdy finally. So she's watching football again, <laughs> and then uh, and then I rescreened our uh, screen door. Oh yeah! Wow! And that was a big deal. The, the dog had put their foot through the sure. door because she's big and dumb mm-hmm. and young. And um, or somebody anyway, forgot to let him back in, or something. Well, something yeah. may have made that happen, yeah, but yeah, whatever. something who's, like who's that. Counting? Anyway, so uh, but yeah, you just get the little two dollar tool, and uh, yeah. and you stretch out your 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 uh, screen, and you use a little two dollar tool to put that little piece of rubber back in over the screen, mm-hmm. and there you go, brand and, new screen. And keep that tool handy because you'll need it again. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. That's the number to call. If you've got a project that you're working on that you want to get a little help with, let's go ahead and take an email here from Ryan. It says, I can't stand being in my garage during the summer as the temperatures are uh, almost hotter in the garage than outside. And combine that with a lack of ventilation, and I barely want to park my car in it. Uh, I'd like to start using it as a workshop for like side projects, but I'm planning on insulating it and adding better lighting, possibly AC after the insulation. Uh, I'm capable of learning, but I'm not an extremely handy person. Any tips on where to begin? I'm not sure what to start with. The drywall is already worn and damaged in some areas, and I'll probably have to take some of it down anyway to get the insulation in, but I've never handled drywall. Thanks. Ryan, uh, this is a big chunk that you've decided to bite off if if you've not done anything before. Although it's not impossible, it's just a matter of time. That's right. And the the outcome is going to be so pleasant. Uh, We we, we built a um, garage with an apartment above it and insulated, obviously, the apartment. And we insulated the garage portion. Mm -hmm. And... um, just a little bit of air will will make a big difference in in that garage once it's insulated. Right. So and you, we've mentioned before in the past that uh, uh, boy, a mini split can do a, a monster job. But yes. really, in that small of a space, what is that? Three to five hundred square feet in a in a garage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, somewhere in there. Yeah, twenty by twenty by, by twenty by twenty is a two car. Yeah, okay, twenty two by twenty. All right, so so, but in in and in some cases, uh, a a good window unit will will uh, sure cool those off. Yeah, and now you know, don't don't forget. Now you're going to also insulate your ceiling. Right. Uh, you've got to do the walls and the ceiling. That's mm-hmm. a must. And if it's not getting, um, well, it, it may depending on your situation, you may need some. Uh, dehumidification, if not in the air conditioning? Typically, the air is going to handle that. Uh, But again, you know, take it one more step. And now we need an insulated garage door. 
Right. Yeah. It's well mm-hmm. because the garage door is typically or the ones I used to play with in the like seventies and eighties are like ten. Sure. Like That's slice right. you in half. That's right. Um, so, okay. That's a good but point. I, the the end result, Ryan, in my opinion, is well worth the the uh, money and the effort. Okay, he uh, one one of the things he asks specifically is any tips on where to begin. I say that begins at YouTube or something of the like. In other words, yeah. don't begin with a hammer. Begin with some knowledge and, and run your electrical first. Well, and and that is if you're comfortable with electrical and you have the knowledge. And sure. just remember, if you're running another leg or another wire into this area for new electricity. Just remember, this is what uh, electricians do for a living. Now, the truth about it, he really needs a handy buddy or a church member friend that has um, contractor skills or some, you know, someone that a helper. Well, and I will say a a second hand because uh, because if you're doing home improvement as just a single person, I can tell you there are specific ways to do home improvement as a single Mm -hmm. person. That uh, that are much easier when you've got two people. Sure. Hey, hold yeah, the other absolutely. side of that board. That's right. You know. And, or, or and stop and to, think. You know, I think I would consider uh, getting it permitted. Uh, you know, you are covering up things that cannot be seen. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, someone is going to sell that home, and the question on the disclosure: Have you ever performed any, you know, home modifications? Right, Was right. it permitted? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, I would consider permitted. Okay, um, so there you go. I think that's a I think that's a possible thing for you to do. Give yourself lots of time, and when I mean lots of time, I'm not talking HGTV time. I'm talking right. I'm talking weeks, and and could get into a month or so, um, just depending on when you can work, how you can work, and how many bodies you have working. And, and planning is the key. Like you say, you can start with YouTube and and watch a couple of videos and just plan out how you're going to do it according to what you've seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, when 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 doing this from bottom up, always uh, start from the bottom up foundation, and make sure that you get that leveled off and everything else. So, all right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for us to take our first break, but we'll continue our discussion after. Today is an open topic day, so no questions off the table. What projects are you working on for this fall? putting together an outside sitting area. Maybe you want to do a little remodeling before the holiday season and in-laws roll around again. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And during the break, see if you can list the five most popular and most expensive home improvement projects. These projects are popular, but they're also uh, cost a pretty penny. We'll have the answers for you right after the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning with your uh, home improvement questions by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. 
or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We do answer those on the air. And before the break, um, we asked you to think about the most popular and the most expensive home improvement projects. Now, this is according to Home Advisor, and it differs, it, uh, it differs for every market a little bit, but this is the average, okay? So uh, the number five uh, most popular and most expensive home improvement project and I don't know how this happens, but it's it's refacing cabinets. And it says the cost is an average of $6,643. And i got to think you're doing it wrong if it costs that much. I mean, what do they mean by refacing cabinets? Doors, said, doors, yeah. drawer fronts. I mean, are we talking about drawer, painting? Drawer boxes. No, no, no. I think we're changing out. I think we're taking old doors, putting new ones on. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. It is how I'm reading into that. So yes. that, okay, yeah, because I was like, hey, that's man, expensive. Like, coat of paint's not that. Yeah, paint. well. So, all right. Um, you're changing the design, too, because. That's true. You're, yeah, that's true. And you go into the meal shop, and they're not going to be forgiven. Right. <laughs> Lend your foot. Okay, the uh, the number four most popular and most expensive home improvement project, according to Home Advisor, building a deck coming in at six thousand nine hundred dollars on average. Yeah, I can see that. Wood. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Treated wood real, is a lot really more expensive. Yeah, the screws really are. Oh, if man. you go, it's funny because you can buy uh, enough wood to fill up two trucks, <laughs> but only two bagfuls of screws, and the screws cost a lot more than the wood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so number three about the most popular and most expensive home improvement projects, according to Home Advisor, installing a roof at seven thousand eighty nine dollars. Yep, that's normal. That sound about right, guys? Sure. Yeah, okay. and a lot more in different houses. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. How much can they go up to? Man, you get a twenty thousand dollar roof easy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, twelve yeah. and twelve. Absolutely. I mean, we've done <laughs> we've done fifty thousand dollar roofs. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's Obviously, you know, roofing is sell, sold by the square, and right. uh, then of course you have copper. Well, that one better um, do something else for me at fifty grand. I can tell you. <laughs> but you're looking at that uh, height factor. You got a two story with um, twelve and twelve or fourteens on the side, man. I uh, see so your safety is costing me money. <laughs> yeah, well, you have a house that's like a mountain. <laughs> okay, then uh, let's see. The number two most popular and most expensive home improvement project, according to Home Advisor, is a bathroom remodel with an average of nine thousand four hundred sixty-three dollars. Yeah, a bathroom remodel. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Is that, is that does that price point sound about right? That's yeah, average. It's a little low. About ninety-five hundred. Sure. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Dell says average. Jeff says low. We can tell what kind of bathrooms you guys make. I mean, it, it, depends it, on it your... is all over the board what you can do <laughs> in a bathroom. We we've we have. I, I did one. This was a long time ago, but you're gonna, uh, you're about to make this sound silly. I, I think the just the plumbing in the shower was mm-hmm. like. Three or four thousand dollars. No, listen, no. you have to it, stop it, it, now. It, there was there was all Rain kind of force. programmable shower heads and music and this and that. And then, I mean, when you stepped in the shower, it was like going on vacation. But you know, it was it was very pricey. Isn't that like seven minutes very, a day. Very pricey. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, so, uh, that exhaust runs. <laughs> all right. Oh, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Did you guys scare everybody away? No, uh, no, I guess no, probably it's the weather. Yeah. yeah, but but to tell the truth is what what makes a difference is how you finish your your project. The finish really costs. 
you know. So the finishing. High end finish, like he was saying, uh, music in the shower and and gold faucets and, and, and warming floors and things like warming that. Warming floors. That's something everybody so. needs. All right. So number one, the most popular and the most expensive home improvement projects. I think everyone could pretty much guess this one, right? Uh, a kitchen remodel. Average $21,000. Yeah. Sure. That's the average. Sure. Appliance and floors. That's. I would say if that's the case, then that is – what. that's almost like a – wow. That's a certain percentage of the – of the value of the home. Well, look at look at what's in that room. Right. Look look at what you do in that room. Mm-hmm. How 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 many hours? Avoid it as much is, as I can. Is spent in there. Um, how does it? So function? obviously, you know, you you want the 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 products that are in there need to be of a very high quality. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Something you're going to use multiple times a day. Right. Uh, uh, grand. They, they need to be convenient. So, see, you're just describing a uh, a Honda Civic, and I can get that for less than twenty one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, again, twenty one. <laughs> keep in mind, uh, we, gonna we said we said average, average. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you could easily spend fifty, sixty thousand in the kitchen. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. All right, uh, let's go to the. Well, no, let's uh, <laughs> take this uh, email here. My house is insulated. Now, this this blows me away, guys. All right, ready. My house is insulated with a closed cell foam, and I'm having moisture problems. A dehumidifier has been installed with the AC, but we still have an odor, and we seem to be sick a lot. How mm. can I check for mildew? Do you have recommendations on how to fix this? Should I get a new ductwork and units? The house is nine years old. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, uh, it's time to call the house doctor. Boy, that's that's a big deal right there because it's she's getting moisture from somewhere. Moisture's coming in somewhere. I think I think how I want to handle this, I'm probably going to have a indoor air quality test done. Uh, that's going to run you a couple hundred bucks, right? Uh, they're going to actually come in and set up meters and and not only test the indoor air quality mm-hmm. but let's see what the outdoor is so we have a benchmark well let me ask before before we get to that which how much do you think that might run a, uh, a, a, a couple hundred bucks you can get an air quality study done okay all right it's an air quality study couple hundred bucks in your home is there and i've seen these before the uh uh, moisture meters at the home stores yes. and things like that. So if I were to go to uh, one of my local hardware stores and pick up a moisture meter, what would that tell me about this situation? Anything? Mm, I don't. No, it's it's obviously it's going to tell you where the largest concentration of moisture is, right. but I bet you already know where that is. Okay. So I'm no, I don't think that's like the a, answer yet. Good. Okay. They're like a stud finder. It's just beeping and you're not for sure if it's there or not. <laughs> you're really not. Okay. All right. You good want to know. a professional test. Right. Let's go to uh Lars and Nesbitt and he's gotta install a metal roof. Are you with us, Lars? Yes, I'm I'm here. So what what about this metal roof are you doing? Okay, so what I've got right now is I've got a, a traditional uh three tab asphalt. Uh, roof um, on on my house now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be installing a metal roof. Um, and so my question is, and I've I've seen several several different ways, and I've I've done some research on it. But um, I was told 
or I've seen it to where people have laid one buys up underneath on top of your asphalt shingles um, to support your metal roof, and then I've seen it to where they said that they don't have to do that. Um, my question is, is it going to be any type of uh, moisture buildup or anything like that with, uh, you know, the pros and the cons versus me doing either? Either using the slats or not? Yes. Okay. Gentlemen? Uh, I would definitely not install a metal roof over a shingled roof without putting the, the one by 4 slats on it. It's going to sweat out, yeah. rust it out from the bottom up. Yeah, I would say okay. um, install it correctly with the slacks. That way you got the uh, in-between space, allow it to breathe a little bit. And because those shingles still get hot, it's just like a hot plate. Yeah. They'll rust that uh, metal from up under there from the bottom out. That's good to know. In, in, in a lot of cases, I would just remove the old asphalt anyway and put meal moisture barrier down and then the slacks. Yeah. And that way you got it, you know, energy efficient and, and done right. Are you installing this yourself, Lars? Yes, sir. I was I was going to try to. I've I've done construction for a number of years, and uh, and so I, I feel that I'd be uh, I feel pretty confident in the uh, installation of it. So okay, yeah. Uh, one Good man deal. put a roof on. You know, I've seen it done, but I would yeah rather all right go a different route. Well, if you if you got it, then no big deal. Uh, does that help? Yes, and, sir. And you know they got uh, metal roofs that don't require screws. You can have it um, like a commercial grade, mm-hmm. uh, last longer, better metal. Okay. So it's just something to think about. All right. Thank you very much, Lars. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, we're talking about uh, what's going on uh, today with fall, you know, coming. We've got some fix-up stuff going on. I was just reminding Java <clears throat> we've got a – we got to find our, uh, our our fireplace, our chimney person to come by. But this is the time to think about that. I know it's like 85 degrees and raining today. But but uh, proper inspection of a fireplace is really, mm-hmm. really important. And uh, if you ever need to know why, ask Dell. Um, <laughs> an experienced chimney sweep will check wood fireplaces for flammable buildup uh, known as creosote. And uh, chimney blockages such as bird nests and things like that. Chimney or fireplace professional also should uh, check for these red flags and proper functioning dampers, damaged brickwork. And we see this a lot. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it a million times. Cracks within the masonry and brickwork at the top of a chimney or even in different places of the chimney. What that does, it changes the airflow and, and makes it, well, very dangerous. Or any cracks in that flute, any any crack in there, you know, that's very dangerous. Right. All right, so that's something you definitely want to. Now, you know what, just to give people a reminder of this, Del, years ago you mentioned this. I and, almost burnt the house down right. two times. So go <laughs> two ahead. Two times, you know. So how does this happen, Del? What it, what it was, I saw the, you know, like you said, cracks and abrasions in the, in the, in the uh, stonework. I knew it was a crack there, but I didn't know how serious that was. Until I lit a fire, and that fire traveled through the walls up through the ceiling, and I didn't realize that's what was uh, happening. So it caught on fire. I saw smoke coming out the vents, and I put it out myself, but I didn't know that was a problem. And I lit it again, and mm. it got worse. So that's when I realized we got a problem with the chimney. Right. You know, but it was it was a hard lesson learned. 
always inspect them before you um, start that first fire. And it's true that the, what we and, got from this, I learned this about man, you the first year we started doing the show, Dell. And and this was, it was neat because you know this is the kind of thing that Dell does for a living. So it's not like it's easily spotted. You yeah. have to go looking for it. You know, you have to inspect and look and see if there's any cracks or anything like that in your chimneys. Yeah, I had to replace all the sheetrock, you know, on that wall and that ceiling because we flooded it out. And, and, you know, I put it out myself, but it was really dangerous. And it was one of those moments where I just, the adrenaline was flowing and I didn't think twice about it. Just, hey, my house is on fire. Right. But I'm the one that set it on fire, and that was terrible. Well, you know, for um, another tip, Going into this season, you know, it's about to get rainy. It's going to be getting colder. You're not going to be going outside as much. One of the things that they talk about on this list that uh, that Java gave me was this touch-up paint around the troubled spots in your home, um, such as the end cuts of boards, you know, things like that, as you go into the uh, especially fascia boards where the Mm -hmm. paint kind of peels first. They say go back and touch up the corners of these areas to get a little extra paint on them to make sure that they don't. Uh, get the elements on them during the year because, like I said, they're not going to get as much sun. They're not going to stay as dry for several months. And something else I learned uh, just from, from Jeff saying uh, clean those dry vents out because that's another one that'll get you. Yeah. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for another break, and uh, we're hoping to uh, – helping you get into the fall frame of mind. Your house needs taken care of all year round, so you stay tuned. And uh, also continue to call in with your questions. Call us whatever project you're working on, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we come back, we have an easy three-step trick that might help you out the next time you have a clogged drain. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, before the break, we were uh, listening to some fall fixes for you. But before we moved on to here, uh, we wanted to do a simple DIY tip for the next time your drain is clogged at home. First, all right, you ready? Mm-hmm. First, get some baking soda. All right. right. Baking soda is just you got to have this stuff around your house because it's just too much to do with it. But anyway, first, grab some baking soda and uh, put it in your bathtub drain. You know, put a a decent amount in your bathtub drain. Ready? Then uh, next, pour white vinegar down that drain, chasing the baking soda. As the liquid hits the baking soda, you're going to see it start bubble and fizz. I mean, it's working. Uh, You can then uh, flush the drain with hot tap water. And rinse away all the debris that the baking soda broke down. A lot of times when the, when you do this, next time you turn on your water, your drain's going to work just like new, like in a in a in a bathtub. You know, it'll really clean it out and make it so that the water gets out of there a lot easier. So remember that baking soda, and then pouring white vinegar, and that'll help you clean out the pipes and make the water flow a little bit faster. Mm. 
All right, Craig's on the line in Mobile, and he's resurfacing a concrete driveway. You with us, Craig? Yes. So what's going on with your driveway? Well, what I want to do is uh, I can tell that the layer of concrete on top of it already is rather thin, and it's uh, red dirt underneath it. So they built it up and then poured the concrete over it. And it's beginning to crack in several places. And what I want to do is resurface it and make it stronger because I eventually want to turn it into a outdoor uh, patio. Mm-hmm. And uh, one corner of it uh, has a problem with drainage. Water will sit there after a heavy rain, and it will eventually drain through. But I want to prevent that. So how can I make it stronger to do what I want to do and uh, prevent this, uh, correct this drainage problem. Gentlemen? Well, <laughs> I don't think you're going to like this news, Uh-oh. but um, I'm, I'm going to recommend that you don't try to pour over that existing driveway. Uh, obviously, we're diagnosing this over the radio. Right. Um, All right. We'd love to look at it, but there's a reason that that, driveway is cracking what i suspect is going on is my substrate under that concrete with that being said pouring more concrete over that existing substrate is not going to cure the problem Mm -hmm. um i'm not saying that's what's going on that's what it sounds like to me uh would you define substrate for me okay substrate is what the concrete is poured on the the dirt the ground the dirt. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It so, needs to be. It needs to be. Um, so if it's somewhat, falling away, yeah, it needs to be somewhat compacted. If it's got soft spots in it, there's nothing to hold that concrete. Well, wait a minute. We just talked about uh, Craig. Think about this. We just talked about two problems. One of them might have a substrate problem, which is ground. Basically, sure. it's dirt. That's right. And then you've also got a water problem. You got a, you got a drainage issue. And by the way, those two things often work in harmony. Yeah. Um, so. Lose, losing ground and water go together. Before before you go spending a lot of money on this thing, get get someone out there that understands concrete. Um, call call your local concrete company. Uh, your your located in Mobile, yeah. Call right. call a call a local concrete company. Get them out there. Get the get 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 their opinion of what's going on with that concrete. Mm-hmm. And and as far as uh, your drainage issue. Uh, you guys, you thinking what? Maybe a, a uh, I would. I'd, I'd get a. I'd get a landscape contractor out there and mm-hmm. and let him look at the drainage, him or her, and say, okay, what 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 can we do here? Here's my goal. How can we get this water away? Yeah, you need okay. to survey that land. So, so this this isn't something just jump out there on the weekend and start uh, pouring some concrete. Right. That's that's that sounded too easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so, so get someone out that knows concrete and foundation. I'm assuming, preferably right. someone from your local concrete supplier. They're they okay. they understand concrete, and they understand it when in your soil conditions. Yes. Okay. And that's a big deal. All right. Well, that's what I will do then. 
All right. Okay. Thanks, Craig. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let's keep moving. We're going to go to Anthony and Jackson. By the way, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Anthony, how are you doing this morning? Doing all right. How are you guys doing? Very good. So you're doing a uh, retention wall or you have a retention wall? I don't have one, but my my, uh, my backyard has a hill mm-hmm. over the majority. I want to flatten it out, yep. and I'm, I'm trying to see if I need to put a retention wall or something else I could put up so when I drop it, that uh, soil from the, the other yards won't come down. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm with you. Um, a retaining wall, a retaining wall works for that. Right, you 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 definitely have the right idea. Mm-hmm. Um, putting in a retaining wall can be somewhat challenging. Uh, it needs to have a drainage system in it. Um, so study that a little bit, and uh, but you can build that out of railroad cross ties. Mm-hmm. You can there's a, blocks. There's a concrete um, product called Ready Rock, mm-hmm. which is very very. Um, Good product to use, um, and then and then you can also Anthony after you put down one of those products, you can also put out one of the one of the pretty products like uh, garden stones or whatever sure. on top of that to make it look you know yeah decorative yeah. So what do you think? Is that something you want to tackle, Anthony? Uh, I'm trying to see what would be the cost for me to tackle it. Or oh boy. Know? Yeah. Or how much would it cost if I get somebody? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the cost is your back and and materials. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you're talking about but, moving but, stone, but that's a lot of back. I mean, that's you know, that's a lot of moving stone and concrete and all that other jazz. Um, it's not a one man job. So, what would you think about say a twenty five foot span, four feet tall? I don't have my what calculator say, with me. Let me see now. Oh, gosh, I don't know, man. He's gonna he's gonna do it on a calculator. Know. We'll wait. Um, so, Anthony, <laughs> is this is this to keep uh, or is this to like reclaim some land in a backyard or something of that nature? Uh, not not so much reclaim. My 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 other yards are uh, when I drop it. Uh-huh. My other yards around me, my neighbor's yards are going to be higher than mine. Oh yeah, yeah, it could cause some water issues. Yeah. You're definitely going to need to speak to someone about moving that water away. Uh, yeah. What'd you come up with, Jeff? I, you know, it's gosh, it's such a loaded question, but yeah. I, I would I would think you would spend somewhere around six seven thousand dollars easy. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's right. a lot of dirt. Um, a lot of labor. Oh, of course, and yeah. and and again, it's got to be put in correctly. Um, uh, it's it's got to drain its it's got to drain its water. Mm-hmm. And um, a retaining wall, think about what it's doing. It is holding back Mother Earth. Nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. All right, Anthony, I uh, hope it helps out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that needs to be done by a if professional. You, if you're going to do it yourself, take some vitamins, man. That's going to be big. You want your wall straight, level. You want it to drain correctly. If if you build that and it fails, it's it's a disaster. Oh, that makes it worse, Anthony. I would say yes. call somebody at this point. All right. Um, thank you very much. Let's keep moving to uh, Sue. Yeah? Let's go to Sue. What's going on? Sue, are you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I had a friend who used to regularly use that uh, baking soda and vinegar mixture to clean out her kitchen sink. Yes, ma'am. 
and uh, she found out it, it ate up. It was corrosive. It ate up all the, the sealants and everything in her plumbing there. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if that's such a good idea to use that stuff. It's like... Well, it can't be any worse it's than be, liquid plumber. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be more friendly than uh, than some drain cleaner. I so would think. I'm telling you, the drain cleaners. That, <laughs> yeah, that liquid that fire sell, is pretty rough. Yeah, the stuff that they sell in the stores to pour down your drain, I promise you, will have much greater after effects <laughs> than some vinegar. But but no, I I will agree, Sue. Anything that is built to be corrosive, and that's what that thing is. Sure. It's supposed to be corrosive. Right. Yeah, you are gonna you are gonna lose some, but I think it's more of an overtime and um you know, just to hope that the drain drains better. And the key is to flush it afterwards good. You don't want to let it sit. Because right. I learned that with the uh, liquefier it set in the P traps mm-hmm. and it just ate a hole right straight down. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, we replaced a lot of it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Sue. (laughs) It ate a hole in the Yes, because we didn't, you know, it's unstopped, and it was, okay, it's good, but you need to flush it, um, you know, for a while, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Flush it. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. It's time for our uh, last break of the hour. You can call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. And uh, during the break, see if you can answer this question. What schoolhouse staple will help keep your tools from rusting? If you place some of this classroom classic in your toolbox, it'll keep your tools from unnecessary moisture. We'll have the answer after the break. Stay tuned. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. About <laughs> that. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we asked the question, what classroom staple can help your tools from rusting? And the answer is, you ready? Chalk. 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 Like oh, chalkboard chalk. Chalk. Once uh, once you finish cleaning uh, and shining your tools, of course, simply drop a few pieces of chalk in your toolbox to help keep moisture to a minimum. Less moisture will mean less worry over rust. Also, a vinegar bath is another way to remove rust from tools. I've done this before, by the way. The vinegar bath, mm-hmm. it works great. Uh, it's just your tool smells like an Easter basket. <laughs> and you're done. Okay, there we go. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, one, of the, one of the emails I got, here we go, guys, and this one's big. I showed you a picture. Uh, a, a lady sent us a picture of uh, basically what is uh, a garage sort of area or maybe a tool area, whatever. That's just packed with a bunch of 
ton of different tools. And this is the email that we got with it. And it says, hi, I have a little lead time, not a lot, before I move, and I'm wondering what to bring with me. I'm not a fix-it gal, but sometimes a friend will fix something, so it's nice to have a hammer and a nail. Lots of questions. Number one, do I keep things like a ratchet set? It's been used a few times. Okay. Um, ratchet sets, um, typically, the way they're used, when I use them, you know, ratchet sets are used a lot on a vehicle. Uh, they're not as much used right. on uh, on home repair because that's more of a bolt situation. You use screws mainly. Yes, sir? According to the picture she sent, uh, and she's moving in another house, mm-hmm. she needs to take everything. Just organize it um, a well, little bit on. better. We have more questions, don't and, we? And, and some of those, just those boxes, you know. But the tools, keep all the tools. Okay, hang on. All right, so number two, she says, what do I do with things that may have some life? Uh, like, uh, example, my old battery-operated drill. I have a new one, but seems... Uh, b- uh, but seems wrong to throw an old one away and e-waste if I do. And and I will say, never throw a tool away. Uh, you know what? You can take that to uh, just about anywhere. And I can tell you, you can even uh, drop that kind of thing off at your local church or whatever. And it, somebody can make money with the tools that you have right there. And, uh, and, and, if if you were just to give someone the tools on the house and let them go be able to make a living, that would be great. How many hammers do I need? That sounds like a ridiculous <laughs> question, but let me please answer that. At least in my case, two is the proper answer there. I remember my dad came and visit. We were working outside, and, and I remember I was sitting there hammering boards, and my dad was sitting there drinking a Coke, and I thought, we need two hammers. We need two. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either need two hammers or two coats. Right, yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, number four, I can see packing an actual box of screws or nails, but uh, do I bring loose hardware? Do I bring oddball stuff that I bought for a past project? Um, you know, I have got 50,000 loose screws uh, around my world, but I, I use them for all kinds of stuff all the time. So you, you, know, know. you know, I think she opened up. Her statement was that she's not a handy girl. Okay, yeah, so throw all that stuff out. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I think all she's going to do, because from looking at this picture, and I don't know your name, but looking at this picture, I don't think that you have touched anything on these shelves (laughs) in many, many months. So, okay, I think think you may want to donate. Keep your funnel and your power cord. Oh, power cords are always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power cord's good. Uh-huh. And your little toolbox down there with your little hand, your, your little home tools. Yeah, you, you need a right. screwdriver, a sure. hammer, a, a little pair of pliers, you know, some of those basic tools. But I think the rest she needs to donate, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, many people can use and then, kind of and then And then learn this lesson. Don't go buy it again. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donna, uh, Donna's on the line in Collierville, Tennessee. Uh, vinegar work on iron fence to remove rust. Man, I've never thought about that, Donna. So you're asking if vinegar would work to take rust off of an iron fence? Yes, yes. I heard you say you sprayed on your tools Yes, to get the rust off, and I thought, hey, I have a rusty fence. I've been trying to figure out how to fix that for a couple of years, and I thought, why not spray pure vinegar on it and get the rust off and then i could paint it i don't know most of my stuff is like drop forged steel that's all uh yeah 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it reacts different to iron. Uh, you know, they they actually make a paint that you can brush on there that eats rust. What? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Don't even. Really? Oh, yeah. Sure. Is it, what's it, don't tell me it's called Rust-Oleum because I'm just no, throwing something at you. No, I, I, I don't know the name, but you can actually paint it on there. It eats the rust. That turns into the primer, and then you're ready to paint. That turns into the primer? That's uh, that's the way I understand it. Donna. So, that uh, sounds easy. That does. I think it is. I think you should do that so immediately if you it. can find it. They probably right, sell it $100 a quart. How, how, how yeah, is Carrierville? I, I used to live you know, in, I used to live there. Collierville is booming. It's a neat little um, town. The new high school and the new football stadium, it's great. And we're having a marching band competition this weekend at the school. Great. So it'll be great. Man, I love hometown radio. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dino. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know, uh, some of the other stuff that you could do this time around, this this time of the year, um, scrub up. I saw this today. I was running by a uh, a house this morning, and it was green. And I thought, oh, yes. now's a good right. time to go ahead and get the, the little algae stuff yeah. off, sure. you know. And it was it was on brick. Yep. And and this is it, it's no more difficult. You can still get it off there, but it's 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 really neat. That's a it good idea. It looks so nice when it's clean. And it does. Yes. And you know, winter's coming and sure. you're gonna put your lights out and it yep. just it looks so much better. So that yep. that's basically something I would say you can do. do that two times a year. You know. Two times looks, a year. Yeah, keep it down. Don't okay. let it build up so much because then it takes a lot more elbow grease. Right. Okay. Uh, Mikey's on the line of Mobile wanting to talk about that vinegar trick. You with us, Mikey? Yes, sir. I, I, I might have missed while I was talking to the screener, um, the greatest, uh, but uh, you may have already covered this. But if you're going to put spray vinegar on a, a, an iron fence and it's over grass, you're going to kill all the grass, first mm. of all. And if it's over concrete, you know, then I don't know. You guys probably know more about it, but it seems like the rust that fall, the rust is going to fall off somewhere. So it's and gonna, stain you know, the concrete. Probably stain the concrete then with rust, right? So then you yeah. got that to deal with. So um, I'm just throwing that out there because it seems to me, you know. <laughs> well, we 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 did end up, <laughs> Mikey. We did end up fixing it. I, you know, I would suggest always just slap another coat of paint on it and don't tell anyone. But Jeff said that there is actually a paint that you can put on there that takes the rust off and then magically morphs into the primer with which you are to paint over. I'm not talking about the on the fence. I'm talking voodoo. about what drips down and the rust that right. with yeah. that, what it goes on to. It's going to kill vegetation. I use it to kill vegetation, by the way, and cracks and things. Hmm. Uh, and it's, if it's uh, like I said, you guys know more about the rust. The vinegar's got to drip somewhere. I, so, I would wet know. it down with water before I sprayed it if I was going to do that. And that would keep the concrete from standing. Yeah, well, it's you, you're actually going to dilute it. Have your water hose there with a with a nozzle on it. Good idea. You can't use a drop cloth. Okay, that's right. right. All right, thanks. All right. Uh, also, this time of the year, and and we may say this every week until it's time, but really, mind the gaps. Uh, inspect the caulking around windows and doors, oh, and yes. make sure this is the time where your your heaters are going to be coming on in about oh, what do you think, a month? Yeah, about a month from now, your your heaters will finally come on, and the 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 air is going to pour in, uh, and you got to get those leaks sealed at this time.
Now, do it now while the weather's nice, you know. All right. Uh, so you had a good time, right? Java, did you have, like, any home questions that you were going to ask this week? No. Okay. Uh, ice? Oh, oh, Osvo for rust removal. Is that like a particular product? Yeah, we just had a caller call in. You know, we're talking about the chalk and the vinegar, and I guess they use Osfo. Oh, okay, Osfo. I've never heard of that. But. No, I'm not familiar. And it, it removes rust. Okay, good deal. All right, folks, that's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Del Moore, Jeff Simmons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.